Alright, so here it is. A lot of, you know, I got things to say, I got, I got ideas, you know, my friends have ideas. You, you, you record your rants, you record your thoughts, you record your emotions when you feel check, like check, it. Check. My parents have ideas, my family has ideas, my girlfriend has I shop ideas. Much. My, my life's not boring. People I talk to my circle, we have ideas, we have thoughts, we have rants, we have Why do you guys sit in a room and do segments when all week long you got nothing but ideas? And that's the show. We're all a little passive-aggressive. That's okay. Sometimes. Sometimes you have to be passive-aggressive in order to... Uh, in order to make yourself feel better. And other times, you're passive-aggressive to be mean. It's a natural response to something. When... Uh, when it when it becomes consistent and when it becomes uh the first response and even when it becomes a thought out response that's when it becomes an issue now what do i mean by that what do i mean by passive aggressive well here's an example let's say you have a roommate hypothetically and uh, you, every Monday, watch The Bachelor. And you love The Bachelor, and you're texting your friends about The Bachelor. It's your favorite show. And, you know, every week you can't wait to see who's on next and, and everything else. Then one time, after a year, Bachelor, Bachelorette, after a year, your roommate, who knows you love The Bachelor, who doesn't like The Bachelor, who knows what time it starts, walks in, turns it off, and puts on, I don't know, a nature documentary. Now, what do you do? Think about it. What do you do? Are you going to look at him and go, hey, what the fuck was that? Are you going to get up and watch it somewhere else, like on your laptop or your phone? Are you even, you know, and not even talk about it? You know, those are two options. You know, passive-aggressive would be, okay, great, watch your show. Next day, you're sitting there and you go, yeah, everybody's talking about The Bachelor on Twitter. And I wish I could participate, but uh, I didn't actually get to end up watching the end of it. Right? Now, some call that being like a martyr. Sometimes they go hand in hand. It's like something inconveniences me. Instead of confronting it immediately... I don't fix it, so then at a later point, I can complain about it passively. I missed the show, and my Monday was ruined, so whatever. Maybe next week I'll get to watch it. That's what passive-aggressive is. Another example. You know, you make dinner. 
for you and another person and they don't like it. So then you are like clearing the plates and you go, well, maybe, maybe I'll make a steak next time because, uh, because I just want to make sure everybody enjoys their dinner. You know, and these seem so like menial. Like, what are you talking about? This is boring. Why'd you start it like this? Well, because it happens every day and it's a horrible way to live. Because what ends up happening is instead of figuring things out when they're an issue immediately, they never get figured out. And you revert, if you this is your lifestyle, you revert back into always trying to be the martyr so you win. Because you can't be a martyr if once something bad happens to you, on purpose, not on purpose, doesn't matter. You confront it immediately. You, 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 you can't. You can't drag it out if that is what happens. And you got to look out for shit like that. That's my advice, man. Like You got to look out for consistent, passive-aggressive behavior because you will never be able to grow that relationship whether it's a friendship or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your roommate, like you'll never be able to grow that. It'll always remain stagnant where it is because no one is ever going to nip anything in the bud because it's easier to just walk around on eggshells than to fucking talk about something with somebody. And it can get worse and worse and worse. And sometimes you need to be a little bit passive because if you're too aggressive, you'll fucking, you know, blow things out of proportion. You know, it's all about the way people read what you're giving them. And that's something that you got to learn with time. That I'm not perfect at. But you got to learn how to uh, read what's the best way to communicate what I want to say right now in this moment. And maybe you, sometimes you have to do it inadvertently. I just don't think it's the best way to fix issues if you do it passively. I just don't think it's the best way to fix issues because people just forget about shit. Um, you know, on purpose or subconsciously, you just it's easier to just brush it off. Confrontation's good sometimes. It's, it's you know, because I would say it gets to the bottom of shit quickly and leaves more time to fix it or more time for you to realize or it's a quicker route to realizing you don't want to continue down that route road anymore but that's always scary because nobody likes change who likes change nobody wants to change anything so let me just walk around and act like nothing's wrong figure that out know who you are and this is what i mean by that Know who you are when a new trend comes out. That's fun. It's nice to be a part of. You feel like you are involved in something. It's you understand it. Right? That the things we like the most are the things that we understand. That's why if you can like 
sit down with someone and explain something in totality, I, the chances of them enjoying it after that are greater. Like, of course, your girlfriend's not going to like football if she doesn't know what's going on, man. Don't complain to me. Teach it to her in a fun way. Or maybe she learns it and she doesn't like it, and that's okay, too. And vice versa, like, don't make fun of your girlfriend's show. If you don't understand what's going on, understand the context of it. Ask some questions, and maybe you'll enjoy it. So, know who you are. Right? Trends. Trends are important for social, you know, awareness. Trends are important for you know, making people famous, continuing a fame, famous route. What's scary is like, are you only famous because of trends or are you famous because you have a good following? And that's a fine line. And some people are afraid to follow trends because then you'll only be famous because of the trends, potentially. But, you know, then the other thing is, are you going to get famous at all if you don't follow trends? Who knows? Probably not. Nowadays, eh, maybe. But these are all things you should think about. What scares me is when they're not thought about. And ev everything in your life does have an effect on you. But how much of an effect? Add a new thing to your day strategically. You breathe, you eat, you sleep. Say you smoke, say you, you know, kiss your girlfriend and drink coffee, go to work, you know, or go to school, do your homework, read a book, play video games, you know, think about the things that you will do, you know, every day. Always be very, very careful to, to, as to what you add to that list. And recently it's been, you know, TikTok, that's been a thing that's been added to people's lists. That's great. Good for TikTok. Good for people. It's fun kind of right maybe not fun but it makes you think you're having fun and and the reason it's been added to everybody's day is because of the trends that people understand but the downfall of that is if you're doing something every day it's going to form who you are it's going to form the way you talk it's going to form the things you love it's going to form the things you hate and if you're always following trends then guess what the trends you're following are forming the things you love forming the things you do forming the things you hate and what you see is a whole lot of people who are the same exact fucking person because everybody eats, everybody sleeps, right? Everybody drinks water. So that's what makes us a person. Anything you add to that list makes you more similar as well. If everybody on earth did 10 push-ups, then everybody on earth would be 10 push-ups more similar. If you're in a group of people and everybody, you know, plays the same video game, well, that group of people is that same video game more the same. We'll now take it on a bigger route, which is everybody's on TikTok. If you're in a room with everybody that's on TikTok that follows the same trend, because that's what TikTok is, then everybody is more the same based off those trends. If you're 20 years old, you got to find a way to be unique. Because every single 20-year-old is probably doing the same thing as you. So do something every day that potentially might not be on that list that everybody's doing. 
Because if you're getting formed by eating and sleeping, waking up and drinking water and going to college and TikTok and Instagram and Twitter, everybody's doing that. Add to that list to make yourself a little bit more unique. More unique. Because you don't want to be the fucking guy that's just doing trends, man. And it's that's passive, obviously. It's not fucking every day you're not trying to be like that person. But if you're laughing at the same thing as everybody else, then obviously you're going to fucking slowly and slowly and slowly form into the same sort of comedic ability. And these are things you should think about. Confidence isn't confidence isn't always being the loudest in the room confidence isn't always being the coolest in the room confidence is being exactly who you are unequivocally who you are if a girl goes to a party and she is as the twitter world says dtf Right, potentially DTF. She's looking for a suitable mate. I'll tell you this right fucking now. That girl, nine times out of ten, is gonna go for the confident guy in the corner that knows who he is over the loud asshole who's trying to make everybody laugh. Nine times out of fucking ten. Yeah, sure, that loud asshole might pull a girl that wasn't DTF at the start of the night, but he convinced her to be. But even playing field, that fucking guy that knows himself that's in the corner being quiet, he's going to get the fucking girl. And you're going to sit there not knowing why. It's because he decided, yeah, I do the TikTok. Yeah, I wake up. Yeah, I sleep. Yeah, I drink. Yeah, I eat food. But you know what I also do? I play chess or I design clothes or I cut hair or whatever i write i fucking sing i fucking read right that's a thing that not everybody does and then he's that much more different and people like different because people feel like they can get a taste of it don't gotta dip myself all the way in but if i can just get a taste of difference i i like that it's cool it makes the conversation more fun and this is what it ends up being. What is it? Is it quality or is it quantity of sexual partners? What, what, which one is it? Because you can have sex with 50 girls in three weeks. All right, but what if you found a girl that makes you as happy is all 50 of them combined times 20. She's the only one you've had sex with in three weeks. All right, because is it, a, is it about having sex or is it about feeling good morally, socially, fucking just in your heart, right? Like in the moment, right, you could be having a great time or you could be having a horrible time, but it's cool after the fact when you get to walk around and say you had sex. But, like, these are things that we don't ask ourselves and we just kind of act on it, right? Okay, let's put it this way. Oh, you want to have sex? Great. So does that person. He also wants to have sex. 
you don't want to have sex with the same person every day. Well, why is that? Oh, well, yeah, it gets boring. Okay, you think it gets boring. That's you. Maybe you just haven't found someone that doesn't bore you. But fucking Johnny over here, what if he finds a girl that's not boring, that he gets to have sex with, you know, just as much as you're having sex, but he gets, they get better at it together, and they have a good time, and they form a relationship, and they fall in love with each other. And you just have sex with a bunch of girls that you never form a rapport with. Right? Which one's quality and which one's quantity? See, this isn't even just singly each individual person. This this is the overarching idea of things. Like, you can be happy as a clam and I won't fucking judge you if you can fucking... If that's what makes you the happiest in the world. But I just feel like a lot of these times this isn't thought about and this isn't what makes people the happiest in the world. And it's just like, this is just what you do. You're 20 years old and this is what you do. And it goes back to the trends. This is what you do. So, I'm going to leave you with a game. And then I'm going to do a couple of Reddit reviews. Here's the game. I played it last night with my friends. You, you, you take two chairs and you put them back to back. I think this is played at weddings, but I kind of did it a little bit differently last night. You take two chairs and you put them back to back. Group of friends, 15, 20 people, doesn't matter. It could be fucking eight people, doesn't matter. You take t- one person and put them in each chair. Two people total. They're sitting back to back. Then you ask a question and you go, who's funnier? Right? Simple. Who's funnier? If you think it's yourself, then you stand up. If you think it's the other person, then you stay sitting. The MC goes, all right, I'm going to count down. If you think it's this person, hold up a one. If you think it's this person, hold up a two. Ready? Three, two, one. The two people in the chairs either sit or stand. Everybody in the room holds up a one or a two. Here's what makes it fun. If it's not already fun to you. If the two people in the chairs agree, then it goes to a vote. Okay? If the two people in the chairs agree, like one stays sitting, or... or, or they both stay sitting, or they both stand. I'm sorry, I'm doing this big. If they both stay sitting, so they both think it's the other person. I'm sorry. Holy shit, I just fucked this up. If the two people in the chairs agree, one stands, one sits. Okay, I think it's me, they think it's you. Right, one stands, one sits. Then, it goes to a vote. All the ones in the room, all the twos in the room, count them up. Whoever has more votes wins. And the people with less votes, everybody has to drink, including the person that they voted for. If they disagree, it also goes to a vote. Okay? If they disagree, it goes to a vote. Because they think it's the other person, or they, they both think it's themselves. It goes to the vote. Then, same process. Count them up and see who wins. Then the loser drinks. So you're always drinking, but it's fun because you're asking questions. So that's a fun game you should play. It's really good. You know, feelings can get hurt. Don't be a dick about the questions. Right, make sure you're just having a fucking good time, or be a dick about the questions, and maybe that's how you have a good time. Cause that would, it's fun too. I'll be right back. Uh, then we're gonna do some Reddit. All right, all right, all right, all right, and we're back. We're doing some Reddit reviews. This is some advice for you. Here we go. 
exhausted after seeing boyfriend. I'm 26 years old and a female, and I've been with my boyfriend, who's 27 and male, for three years. I sleep at his house three nights a week. He's messier and much less structured than I am across most aspects of our lives. I'm a very driven person, and when I wake up at my own house and I have a happy, productive day, I do work and I exercise and I read and I have a happy day. When I sleep over at his house, it's a different story. Regardless of how much sleep I get, how much coffee I have, I'm always exhausted after waking up at his house. After seeing him, all I want to do is lay down and watch TV all day. Is this normal? Am I getting worse sleep or is this purely psychological? Is it normal to feel feel physically tired after sleeping over at your significant other's house? Yeah. I don't know if it's oh I don't know if it's a good sign, but it's it's definitely normal. I mean the the first time I don't know how long three years is three years is tough. Three years is kind of a sign. Like what think about it like this: when you are on a road trip. And all you're doing is sitting there and driving for like eight hours and you get out of the car and you're like, fuck, I'm so tired. Like, why am I so tired? All I did was sit there for the whole day for eight hours. Why am I so tired? Well, it's because you were thinking and reacting for eight hours straight. You were locked in eight hours straight. That's fucking exhausting. Using your mind, thinking about shit. That is fucking exhausting. Now, imagine doing that. You're doing the same exact thing, but you're trying to act like you're, react, like you're relaxing. You're with your girlfriend or your boyfriend, and you're trying to act like you're just watching Netflix, and you're just having a good old fucking time, but really you're fucking thinking about, oh, does he like me? Is he going to put his arm around me? Oh, do I look cute? I got to go to the bathroom, fix my hair. I kind of got to go pee, but I don't want to go pee because you know, think I'm weird because I just peed and all that. It's go, fucking, you're going crazy, but you look like you're not doing anything. You're going to be fucking exhausted. Right, so that's thing number one. You're tired because you're thinking, right? But I don't know what you're thinking about. Maybe you're thinking, I fucking hate this guy, and I hate how messy he is, and I'm fucking getting all anxiety because I and I live a structured day, and he doesn't live a structured day, and that's subconsciously making me exhausted because so, when I sleep, I feel like I'm surrounded by a bunch of mess, and I'm getting more sleep. That's a real thing, too. But really what it sounds like to me is like for three years, you've been dating him for three years and you're physically tired after sleeping at his house. It's like either for three years, you've been putting on a fucking show upstairs trying to act like you're fucking relaxing or this dude's house is messy as fuck, right? But you got to figure that out. Like relaxing should what relaxing is is working your ass off all day and then not thinking but it sounds like when you're sleeping at this guy's fucking house the only thing you're doing is thinking that's not relaxing that's just your body not moving but you fucking flipping out upstairs that's why you're fucking tired so yeah it's normal but not three years in three years in you gotta fucking fix something three years in dude come on man come on all right Whoops, sorry about that. Right. Tips to impress a girl on the first day. Any tips for the first date with an older girl? So I am 18, I'm a male, and I matched with this girl who's 20 a week ago. She was a bit hesitant at the beginning because of my age, but after a bunch of chatting and phone calls, we planned it for a date. She's really sweet and precious, and I really want this to work. We've both been single for more than a year, and I haven't been on dates since the lockdown. I... 
I've neither went on a date with an older girl. Old girl, old, this dude doesn't know how to fucking write, dude. Maybe impress her by learning how to fucking write. For the girl older than me, nor one that I've been purely online, so is the first uh, for me. What? What? What are you saying, Ami Retro? Ami Retro? Ami Retro, you don't know how to write. Impress this girl, you can't even fucking write a sentence. Impress this girl. You, as of right now, have zero shot with a college girl. You're fucked. Let's see. I've neither went on a date with a girl older than me, nor one that I've met purely online, so this is the first for me. This is two firsts for me. He has said that sentence five times. You've said that, Ami Retro, five times. So, on top of all of that, she's had a t she's a tad above my league, so I'm really nervous. I'm asking you, my fellow Redditors, for any kind of advice or input that you might think helps. She's older and hotter, and I'm nervous, is basically him summing it up at the end. She's older, she's hotter, and you are nervous. Here's a tip. Make her pay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, here's a tip. Walk in with your shoulders back. This is real. This is, I'm not kidding. This is fucking real. Walk in, shoulders back chest out and only talk about her the whole time the whole time ask her questions about her ask her about her friends and her family and where she's from and just keep learning and remembering and learning and remembering and do a callback so go up and she's talking to you and you're like hey that's me blah 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 right Ask her a question, like, what, do you, what is your major? So I'm fucking, you know, she says, like, business or whatever. Let's say she's pre-med or some shit. Say, oh, you're pre-med, that's sick. I'm a writing major. I still am learning how to write, right? That's what you should say because you don't know how to fucking write. There's no way you're a writing major. It's a joke. Anyways, now I'm a pre-med major, and you go, oh, that's fucking cool, right? And then you just keep asking and asking and asking. And later on the road, be like, oh, my God, that's obviously why you want to be a doctor. <laughs> right? Make her smile or some fucking shit. Oh, he remembered. Right? Call back. And then, when desserts come in, and the guy goes, do you want any dessert? Say yes. Say yeah. Yeah. Shh, you're right. Here, um, this is real. Say yeah. Can I see a menu? Yeah, sure. Yeah. He comes with a menu, and then you go, I don't actually want dessert. I just like looking at the menu. You know how cool you look when you say that? Why? I don't know. Say it. That's my advice. You're going to be a fucking G. That's, that's all you got to do. Now, I have a real reason why I do that, but that's not for you. That's not for you. My my reason is different. Mine's personal. But it still sounds fucking cool. All right. Regardless if you have a reason or not. I have a reason I do that. You don't. But take it. I don't care. Pass it off. Hand off. Super Bowl. Hand off. Do it. In all seriousness, bro, you're fucked. Because you can't fucking write a goddamn sentence. And you're asking to write it for help. I don't know how the fuck you match with this girl. She's probably beat. Probably hits her boyfriends. That's what I'm thinking. Because you don't even know how to write. Your Tinder profiles. Fucking... You spelled your own name wrong, I bet. 
All right. I'm out of here.